0: hello you're listening to Igit cast season 8 episode 20 pac-man fever charlie finds a case for sam and dean which turns out to be two gin charlie is trapped in a gin-induced dream and it is up to dean to save her
1: Of the episode just now, you heard our expert Bianca. Hello, and I am Paul Mackey, one of the newbies in my living room in Duluth, Minnesota, with my lovely wife Darcy. Hello, and uh, our other newbie and expert uh, Yvette and Annie are not available tonight, so we have a special guest. We've got Jason Banks.
2: I've returned,
1: he's back. <laughs> With a with about a, a good uh, two or three minutes notice before saying, "Hey, can you guess?" <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: fine. Let's... I,
2: I, you know, I've I've done worse, I'm sure. Do you sure. remember the
3: episode
2: at all? Uh, surprisingly, yes, because Charlie only has what since her since ah! mm-hmm. oh, no, oh, spoiler. oh,
3: no spoilers. So no, far. no, no. I'm saying so
2: far it's come. <laughs> yeah. Since coming into the series, she only has a few episodes, like per season. Like, so it's easy to remember her episodes. It's kind of like remembering Kevin episodes. There you like go. they don't like they don't get very many episodes of seasons, and they always stand out.
3: Yeah, well, good. Okay. Well,
1: we're uh, if. Uh... If we're going to... Uh, if I end up getting loopy by the end of the episode, it's uh, we're, we're having a gin-induced podcast because uh, we've got
0: uh, yeah.
1: gin and tonics going right now.
0: Oh, my God, Paul. <laughs>
1: I, t- I told you it would be better if I saved it for the show. <laughs> we would not get okay. that good a reaction if I had actually done it before the show first.
3: <laughs> Tastes really good. Okay. Hey,
1: before we get started into the summary... Uh, we've got a note from Simone about Dean's age.
0: Yes, I saw that. It was was in between recordings? I forget what episode we had been recording when we were saying, like, how old are the Winchesters at this point in time in season eight? I'm
1: pretty sure we are asking during Freaks and Geeks. It's what she refers to in her response, so... Oh, okay. And I also... Uh, had left in your comment about uh, about whether you listened all the way to the end. Uh, whether she listened all the way to the end of the episode after the credits and into the <laughs> into the bonus material that I sometimes add. Uh, she says, uh, "Dean Winchester, January twenty fourth, nineteen seventy nine. Freaks and Geeks aired in March of twenty thirteen. I would say the events also occurred then too, but I didn't rewatch, so I don't know if a date is mentioned or if there's a timestamp. So Dean would have been thirty four years old." He'll be turning 40 sometime in the middle of the upcoming season 14. Based on recent seasons, those year-long time jumps that annoy me to no end when talking about ages and whatnot have been leveled out because, as with most shows, they made a reference to the 2016 election fallout in 2016.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Uh, And
1: I'll keep giving ages when you forget because I have no effing life, lol, she says. (laughs) And then she says, and I listened all the way to the end, so yes, die hard. (laughs)
0: thank you, Simone.
1: Yay. Yay.
2: I feel like, I feel like if there's ever a question about Die Hard, the answer should always be Die Hard. Like, I I just, why would there be a debate?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I, the question that I had asked was like, how Die Hard do you have to be to listen all the way through the end (laughs) of an episode post-credits and everything, and Simone uh, did it.
2: Exactly. It's walk on glass and only take uh, aspirin. Die hard. That's how hard she is. She's going through the broken glass of, this, of the supernatural episode.
1: And it's always Christmas time.
2: <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> Best Christmas movie ever.
3: I've never seen it. Yeah, I've tried. I
2: know. I swear... Thre- I swear this happens every time I'm on an episode. We find out about some movie that one of you has not seen that everyone has seen. Yeah,
1: I, I,
3: well, usually it's usually me because I live under a rock.
2: So. It's both. It's because we're yeah.
0: too busy watching endless seasons of Supernatural. That's
3: right. It's all I have time for.
1: Oh, I, I wasn't <laughs> sure if I was going to mention this on Pod, but I guess I will because we're in the middle of recording now. But I kind of recently had a little a little period where I was like, I am getting so. Like, not interested in, in, in doing these edits and doing these recordings and getting all down. And then I remembered <laughs> to myself that I, I started podcasting on the recommendation of my therapist to keep me from getting too depressed. And if I allowed myself to get too depressed to produce podcasts, then that would be really defeating the purpose. So I'm reaffirming my purpose in getting back into this. There you go.
0: Well, that's why we have cluster episodes. Indeed. So we can kind of you know, get through seasons a little quicker. It doesn't feel as much of a slog. Oh, and... Sp- yeah.
1: Oh, yes. I was going to say, and uh. speaking of uh, getting through things a little quicker, I do have a survey that I've been posting here and there on the Facebook group and uh, at the end of show notes um, that I would like people to go to. It's a, it's a single question about the... actually about the show notes on the uh, on the podcasts. And it's basically, I want to know who's reading do they care about reading do they if the if those if those long show notes went away would they care because uh basically if i had stopped doing those then i could just you know take notes on here's a square word here's the part where he got interrupted and I have to take it out and i wouldn't have to listen to the whole thing in detail and make those notes like i do so huh. I'm not saying
0: that. Well, there's an idea. I'm not
1: saying I'm going one way or another on it necessarily. I'd really love if we got we've gotten a single response since I posted it up. If someone, if people could go to the Facebook group and check for the Survey Monkey link, I've got it posted as an announcement right now. So you should be able to find that survey question really quick. One question with like five five uh, options, and uh, please just go check it out and uh, and answer the question. Uh, All honestly. five of you. Pardon me? All five of you. All,
2: whoever's listening, <laughs> go and vote because all, we only got one vote so far. All right, we're a dedicated man. Like, I'm pretty sure I tried like sh- line kind of line by line show notes, like detailed show notes for like two episodes of my podcast, and then I was like, nah.
3: Well, Paul does a lot of logging of stuff for his normal job, so I think he's just used to it.
1: Maybe a little bit, but it would speed things up quite a bit if I wasn't listening line by line like that. It's so I'm just used to like like Jack Mangan show notes and winging it show notes from back in the day.
3: Okay, I'll try.
1: Not that to is test
2: deep. Too much. That is a deep podcast poll.
1: <laughs> winging it, Jack, and Jack, Jack Mangan, or wing or and, and or winging it. I think winging it's even more of a pull than than Mangan at this point. <laughs> No offense, Jack. Jack's been a guest on this very show. So. Yes. Yeah, it's,
3: it's just you know, it's it's uh, you know, podcasting is is a is, is a a new thing still in the, the world of technology. It's not.
1: I was just watching um, Liam Duke re- react to uh, he, he he finally watched he was watching uh, Firefly and then he reacted to Serenity, and he was uh, there is a major. Event that happens in the middle of Serenity, and I don't even know why I'm still protecting this spoiler because it's out there in the world. But uh, but anyway, he said that he was spoiled on one particular major event that happens in Serenity, and I was like, it's probably Terra's fault. I don't even know if the guy ever listened to that show. But
3: <laughs> I have a question. Yes. This is if you if you go back in time, get in your time machine, mm. which you know you don't have a deadline to make. But so it's time machine. Except for death. That's the only deadline. Get it? Okay. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so you get you, you go back in time, mm-hmm. and you're sitting in your college dorm room. Can you imagine doing what we're doing now? Can you, can you, would you have been able to imagine this being something that you did on a weekly basis?
1: Maybe. Because when I was at, when I was at, no. when I was at high school week, the year before I actually went to college, I discovered IRC. Someone was doing IRC there. And that's. Was you know, it was a text only. We weren't, you we weren't talking, talking out loud, but you were all interacting together
3: mm-hmm. by the
1: inter, via the internet.
3: Okay, this so is how old cool. we are, by the way. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: yes, it was IRC, it's and it was okay. a, and it was on a, it was on a university terminal client. It wasn't even like a, wasn't like Merck or anything like that.
3: It was like what was the one at, at MSU It was like
0: Tyrannosaurus or something. Like oh a yeah, partner.
1: they called it T Rex, the server because yeah. they had all dinosaur names for yeah. the. But the student server was T Rex.
0: Yeah, i I must admit that what I'm hearing you guys say right now is beep boop, beep boop. <laughs> That's how old we
3: are. But in all honesty, Paul, I would not have thought that this would have been a thing. I would yeah. I would not have been able to predict this all
1: right. coming.
3: Okay. So, there
1: you go. We should probably get into the episode, because yeah, we could apology. talk all night.
3: And, but I can I can go back in time, and I can tell you about this video game that I used to play when I was a kid,
1: yeah. it's called Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Oh, good. you're are you?
0: I am. Take it away. Good tie-in, Darcy.
1: <laughs> well, the episode doesn't start out very Pac-Man-y.
0: It doesn't.
3: I think I even noted that.
1: You noted that uh, Dean wakes up at a desk in the past? He's got cute hair. He's got cute hair. He's dressed in a military uniform and is in a building littered with dead bodies.
3: Dead bodies everywhere. Cute hair. Yay.
1: He finds a newspaper that informs him it is 1951. How did we get here? And then the supernatural thing goes on the screen with its noisy thing that happens. Yeah. Splash, Splash screen. Title screen.
3: What is the sound? What is with the sounds?
1: It's always a different thing every...
0: Yeah, okay. yeah, every season. Or for, like, special episodes.
1: Yeah, sometimes it's a very special uh, splash. 24 hours earlier.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Sam's most recent trip slash trial to Purgatory has taken a huge toll on him. Well, to Purgatory and hell.
3: <laughs> now he's got a slug in his lungs.
1: He's got a slug in his lungs? He was already coughing up blood before. Yeah,
3: you know I'm just guessing.
1: All right, he's got a he's got a trial slug. Is he gonna birth a tra- trial slug out of his throat
3: and become a demogorgon?
1: Uh, I don't know. Okay. I think you're going too far. <sighs> um. Despite wanting to help find Kevin, Dean insists Sam is not up to the task. Sam argues he's fine, but after a test at the shooting range in the bunker basement, because, "Hey, it's got it. Just grows and grows that bunker." It already looked pretty big, but it hey,
3: did. it's got a shooting range in
1: the basement. <laughs> That's right. It's clear he's unwell, and his hunter skills are suffering.
3: He needs a Three Musketeers bar.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and if he, if he had a Three Musketeers bar, would he just like take that gun and like, uh, you know, um, one in each uh, one up each nostril and four in the eyes.
0: Something like that. He'd be fortified by nougat. That's
1: I right. wish, I wish that I had that reference where I was quoting that accurately. The, the, is it one in each eye and two up each nostril? Or? I can't remember. Okay.
2: So That's it, so all is right. It, so is it blasphemy to say I'm a Snickers man or a Milky Way guy, not a, not a three musketeers? Oh no, I'm a
1: Snickers guy all the way. Okay. And I think Snickers would help him with the shooting bar
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, cause you can't, you know, you gotta get some you can't, can't focus when that.
1: you can't be steady without protein. Yeah,
2: yeah, some protein yeah you can't, you that. can't focus when you're hungry.
0: You know. Well, then maybe Sam has only been eating Three Musketeers, which is why he doesn't have the energy to shoot properly.
3: But does anybody like
0: payday? Uh-huh. Is that, that a question?
1: Pardon is me. You
3: like payday?
1: Payday? Well, that's an you know,
4: up bar, right?
3: I love payday. I used to eat those yeah, for, for like- lunch in high school.
1: That I mean it's basically a, a Pearson salted nut roll, but the major brand name, right?
3: Perhaps, yeah. Where does
1: it have chocolate? I don't no know. No chocolate. No, troco- oh, yeah, no chocolate. Okay, it's a salted nut roll. Yeah. Hey, I am am a hometown guy. Salted nut rolls. Pearson salted nut rolls are made down the hill in They uh, are delicious. Saint Paul there, so mm
3: mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry.
1: And the nut goodie, but that's separate. Ooh, okay.
3: <laughs> Cherry mash.
1: Huh? Cherry mash? They mm. don't make those. But they do make the uh, they do make buns,
0: buns. It's a
1: bun. It's kind of like a nut goodie, but it's a different
0: wow. Different of wow, country. I can't I can't believe this. We got. I finally have to speak up. We got salted nut rolls, buns, and nut goodies. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> It's too much. I'm like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Tangent.
1: Tangent. Tangent. (laughs) That cowbell got. Ding,
3: ding, ding. Some cookies.
1: That cowbell is lost.
3: It is. We lost that in the move.
0: Along with our favorite bowl. I
3: know. It was a good bowl.
0: Ding, ding, ding. Or snip, snip, snip if you edit it out. Oh, I doubtful.
1: All right. Handily, they get an email from Charlie which stops their argument about whether Sam's ready to go out. She is just so happens to be in the area, not suspicious at all. They invite her to the magic new bunker, and she tells them about a nearby case where a body was found with its insides liquefied. Look for a queer giant fly.
3: Buzz, buzz. Yeah. Charlie.
2: Yeah, I, I love their, uh, their excuse for her being in the area was a, a comic convention and the best part is in Topeka yeah in Topeka and he goes in the middle of the week and and her only response is a girl has to get her collectibles yeah
1: (sighs) and it turns out to be a lie he was right to question that whether it was the middle of the week (laughs) yeah yeah Charlie has already narrowed down most of the monster suspects. She gave herself a crash course in hunting after finding, after having found Tarver Edlin's books. After she proves to be an excellent shot down in the new shooting range, Dean agrees to partner up with her on the case. Because, of course, she's an excellent shot, right?
2: I mean, yep. she kind of has to be, right? All those video games, yeah. why not? That's good training. I feel she rolled nat twenties on that shooting range. To say,
1: <laughs> while out on a shopping trip to get Charlie some FBI-ish clothes,
2: fashion montage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I like. What is this nineteen ninety two? Like I, do we do we still do fashion
0: montages? Well, I two thousand eighteen. Is that there's a montage happening, but it turns out that she's just got her phone playing a song because she wants to create the moment for herself.
2: Although Dean in this scene is great because he just he's just done. Like he was done before they walked into the store. Like it's pretty great.
3: It's like shopping with Paul. What (laughs) (laughs) Go sit down.
2: In the are pool. you a fashionista? Oh, heck. Are you, a, are, you a, are you? I was going to say... I'm
3: wearing a t-shirt with a cat juggling pizza right now. So there you go. <laughs> no. <laughs> she is. Nope, I am not. I do all my shopping online. Like well, we, a good nerd girl does. And
1: we bought that shirt for you online. Thank for you. For your birthday. Thank you. You're welcome. Um... Uh, Dean borrows her phone. Oh yes, while on the shopping trip, Dean borrows her phone to call Sam and secretly activates her GPS. Which I was wondering at the time. I didn't. I didn't think GPS directly, but I was like, "He's doing something to that phone."
0: Yeah, you could tell something was happening.
1: And he wasn't hitting on her and like, "Here's my number." He wasn't. Here's my digits.
3: Her dad.
1: I'm putting my digits in your phone, baby. Call me. You know, do like. People do uh,
3: that? Oh hell yeah. Oh gross.
2: How. So at this point, how often has Sam done something to a uh, Dean done something to a phone? Like this dude is like, no one should let him touch their phone ever. He's, like, yeah,
0: he's got a bad track record this fraud. season in particular. Yeah. Yeah. Gross.
2: Or at least, or at least put a passcode on that thing. Something.
3: That's right. You've got to use your your irises to open it. Well, it's
0: two thousand thirteen.
3: Yeah, they're
0: not. at this time, so... They're not
3: scanning
2: written retinas <laughs> yeah. yet. Oh, okay. We got the little... We still got the little finger path, you know, pat the little pattern
0: lock. We got those yeah. at that point. Yeah. Well, he figures it out, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, from
2: the, from the resident nerd hacker, yeah, he figures out her passcode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they head
1: to the local morgue and meet coroner Jennifer O'Brien who I recognized as being uh, the the same actress who plays um, Rose Doyle on Republic of Doyle which I didn't take note of what what the actress's actual name is and I feel bad about that but but I recognized her I recognized the name in the credits and I was like I don't know what I know that name from but I know that name from something and then shortly afterwards I said Felicia Day I know that I know what I know that name from (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the, the coroner refuses to let them see the body without a chain of custody form since she seems to be a stickler for the rules Dean figures they'll have to break in later in order to investigate after news of another liquefied body turning up Dean and Charlie arrive on the scene only to find Sam there investigating as well yeah, they said another agent. I was like, well, it's probably not Garth. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course it's Sam.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's the funny part is that you're kind of half expecting it to be Garth or, like, Bobby or somebody. But Bobby. then you're like, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't be Bobby. So is it Garth? But well, yeah. Sam. Be Bobby.
1: I busted back out of heaven and now I'm an FBI agent.
4: Yay.
0: <laughs> Sam busted out of his bunker where he was supposed to be resting
1: i'm an fbi agent who's also an angel
2: <laughs> but i mean would that be out of line for this show no, though no, i mean work. really
1: other than i'm pretty sure that the canon in this show is that uh while uh while souls in hell can become demons i don't believe souls in heaven can become angels so far that i've heard coroner Jennifer has already left with the body. Charlie talks to the teens who found the body and learned that it spotted they spotted a blue handprint on it. That's right. we were all sitting there going no no don't poke don't poke no don't poke that do not no stop yeah <laughs>
0: yeah, and luckily we didn't have to like actually witness it it but... wasn't
1: it wasn't as bad as I was expecting they 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 put little blood spatters on them. Some, some grip sprayed some blood on him with a straw or something. Squirt gun. <laughs> Dean argues again that Sam should be working while he's sick, and then t- he takes off to the morgue to have a closer look at the bodies. Charlie and Sam follow. The three meet up while sneaking around inside the morgue. They can hear someone else in the building. It's Jennifer the coroner! Charlie distracts her by asking for a copy of the paperwork that they need and also bemoaning women's struggles of finding a good professional wardrobe. This buys Sam and Dean enough time to learn that by orders of the CDC, Coroner Jennifer burned the bodies that they've been looking for.
0: Womp
4: womp. Wasn't sure how to read that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, womp (laughs) womp.
1: Returning to the bunker, everyone works on figuring out what monster could be their culprit. Dean learns from Papa Winchester's journal that a bastard offshoot type of gin is responsible, and Charlie leaves to supposedly get them some food. Something seems off with her, though. Charlie returns to an apartment she keeps and is attacked by coroner Jennifer. She's the gin. Jennifer takes Charlie to a warehouse and reveals that, unlike other gin, her kind feeds off fear. Jennifer poisons her, saying that Charlie's fear will be enough to feed two gins. Hmm, why does she say two gins? I don't know. Curious. Sam and Dean have used the GPS in Charlie's phone to find her apartment. They discover she has multiple cover identities and has been donating money for the care of a patient at a nearby hospital. Checks. I thought
0: of. Oh, okay. sorry. I thought of Jack Mangan at this point because when he guessed it, it was another Charlie episode and he was wondering what other nerdy aliases that she might have up her sleeve. Yes. I forget the alias she had used in the episode that we watched, but in this one, it is um, Anne Tolkien and. Oh, God. I just had it in front of me, and now so, it's gone. So,
1: Anne from uh, Anne McCaffrey, probably.
0: It's Anne Tolkien and Christine Le Guin. Yes. So the car from Stephen King's Christine. Oh, and and Ur- Ursula LeGuin. Le and the Anne is Annie Wilkes from Misery, right. actually. Right, right. <laughs>
1: it's a, char- it's a uh, character and then an author
0: yeah and then the last one is um, Susan Asimov so Susan from Salem's Lot and then author Isaac Asimov so <laughs> FYI Jack
1: <laughs> Dean checks out the hospital and finds a woman who has been in a coma for 16 years it's Charlie's mother who was injured in a car accident after figuring out that Jennifer is the gin, she'd been she's been a shady coroner for a, a, a few times. Hmm. Sam and Dean track down Charlie and kill Jennifer. Sam administers gin juice to counteract the poison in Charlie's system, but it has no effect. Realizing that she'll be stuck in a loop in a dreamlike state, Dean somehow finds a jar of African dream root to drink, so he can enter Charlie's mind to break her out of the loop.
0: I get that that had to happen, but that was so annoying. Hey, had the- <laughs> that it was just like, shwing, now it's in my hand, and it's all mixed up and ready for us to drink.
1: Well, yeah, because it was in the trunk. They, they had it around since they used it in, the, in that last episode that they used it in, way, 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 way back.
0: Yeah, but they were standing in the middle of the warehouse. It's not even like they were standing next to the car. It just bugged me so much. He's like, "Oh, African dream root. Here it is in my hand." Like, what? You don't well, carry okay. that around with you? I mean- well,
2: maybe
1: you pulled it out of Sam's
0: ass then. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about you. <laughs> Speaking of Jinju. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a reference to changing
1: channels. No, no, wait,
2: weren't you? No, weren't you talking about marking the swear words in this show? <laughs>
1: that's not a swear word. They say it on TV.
3: Apparently, your son was swearing in front of the little kids, so he's in trouble. Uh oh. What? You're in trouble for swearing in front of the little kids. I I wasn't swearing. You were swearing. You can't say damn in front of them. Okay. And I know you learned it from me, but. <laughs> Damn it, boy! You gotta stop. <laughs>
1: well, after some of that stuff that we, uh, after some of that stuff that we saw at the improv show, we took them to. Uh, well, you
3: know. <laughs> at least I'm not going to that. You're not. That's right. You didn't. Effenheimer. <laughs> it was worse than that. <laughs> it was. It was pretty horrible. <laughs> and mom said there were no script. I well, I said I don't think there will, but there was.
1: But it was just a. Was you know, it was a. It was the Belushi want to be taking his shirt off. That doesn't count as stripping either.
3: Yeah, I caught that.
2: I think that could, that's almost close to torture.
3: Sure, could be. It was close. <laughs> made, me un- Edit? made me uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> Edit! Because <laughs> Edit. <laughs> <laughs> if he's anything like Belushi, that's a lot of hair, a lot of chest hair. There was a lot,
3: was a lot of chest hair, back hair.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In Charlie's mind... Dean finds her trapped in a nightmare version of the video game The Red Scare. Now we know why he was in
3: 1951. Yay!
1: Charlie saves him from the game's vampires and says they must protect the hospital's two patients, Sam and Charlie's mother. She explains that the djinn they're dealing with feeds on fear. Dean says that he and Sam already handled everything, so it'll be okay to wake up and end the loop. Except, there are two djinns.
2: Da, da, da. What?
1: Just kinda of like just kinda of like there were uh two Feral Incest children in that one episode.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. Ew, why did you bring
1: that no, up? because <laughs> it was very much the same it was very much the same uh, you know, oh well we dealt with that one and they're like, Well what about the other one? Other one? Yeah. Oh god. In the real world, Sam is confronted by the second gin. It's Jennifer's lame son, who has been messy with his murders. Sam kills him. Back in Dreamland, Dean tells Charlie he figured out her mother is the coma patient and realizes her greatest fear isn't the vampires in the video game. It's losing her mother. Charlie tells Dean how she believes she's at fault for the car accident that killed her dad and injured her mother. Just like Jessica Jones.
0: <laughs> oh dear. Sort of. Okay, sorry spoilers <laughs> I couldn't watch that one so I don't know All right.
1: uh, she wants to know she wants to apologize to her mother and tell her that she loves her but she knows that it can't ever happen Dean convinces Charlie to break the game loop and let go of her mother since she's already long gone the monsters disappear and they return to the real world Charlie breaks down crying in Dean's arms the next day, Charlie says goodbye to Sam and Dean, who invite her to visit any time and look through the bunker's archives. Charlie has learned from her experience in science hospital forms to have her mother taken off life support as her way of saying goodbye. Charlie reads aloud to her mother from the Hobbit one last time. And that's the end of the summary.
0: That it is I missed the end.
1: You missed the end of the episode.
0: I had to go. Oh you did. Yeah, I had to go that's collect right. the children. Well, spoiler alert, that's what happens. There you go. (laughs) All right. It's actually a really touching ending, though. Yeah, I had to check on Annie towards the end there. (laughs) I was like, you still with us? You okay? (laughs) Because she said that it was always kind of like a tearjerker for her. So, yeah, we don't see um, Dean flex any sort of emotional maturity that often, so... You know, if Dean is being serious, then you know that it's, it's something that's actually heavy.
1: <laughs> well, we have to pick somebody winning Sam versus Dean, and we'll eventually have to get all of the votes uh, to, to Yvette, uh, and she'll have to tabulate and spread you know, work the spreadsheet magic, but we can at least declare our winners between
0: ourselves. Uh, I don't think there's any way Sam can win. Oh, Dean,
3: platonic hug, you
0: know, it's all good. Dean Dean did a lot of work on this thing. Yeah.
3: Yeah,
2: Yeah, and he had that cute haircut.
0: He did have cute hair. (laughs) I'm not sorry for including that in the summary, because it was (laughs) true. Excuse
3: me.
2: Yeah, plus plus Sam is like, I don't know what they did with his, like, makeup for this episode. He doesn't look like he's sick or, like... Ailing, he kinda of just looks like he's had a bad bender, yeah. like and he's just kind of recovering. Like you
0: know like. Yeah, he has like a hell hangover. He
2: does look off, yeah. Yeah, it's like you figure he would be it would be a little more drastic since he like you said, he's he's hacking up blood and he slid his wrists last episode or you know, previously for the trials and everything, like they do a great job with Kevin. Like Kevin looks like he is going through some things. Like he looks like he is struggling. Whereas Sam, eh, yeah. he just has a little hangover. I so,
3: wonder if it's uh, the actors. Like, no, I can't. I can't look that bad. work. It's not working yeah. for me.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> you're, you're making me actually <laughs> look back bad. a
3: little, and Kevin's just like, no, all right, <laughs> right, hi,
1: Maybe. Yeah, the star of the show can go, uh, I'm looking too bad. I can't look that bad. Right. <laughs> Maybe.
2: I need to always look fabulous.
3: Look at my wavy locks.
1: Mm, wavy? <laughs> All right. Uh, so I think it's uh, unanimous, at least on the terms of the uh, the uh, people that are joining us today, that it is... Present. Dean, Dean, Dean. Dean, yeah.
3: We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. add the rest in later.
1: Yes, and Yvette will be in charge
0: of finding Tabulate. Yes, indeed. All right, we can do quotes. Oh, yeah. Guess Jason. Do you have a quote that you would like?
2: Mm. Yeah, I just liked I kind of like the quote where they put Sam through the ringer on the firing range and he's, you know, he's going and going and going and finally he just goes close enough. <laughs> think it was a pretty good sam moment like i it was a, it was and it wasn't too on the nose it's just a good little bit of humor I like it
0: uh i what about you guys you I, have some? I, went, I went through the uh the quotes
1: on the supernatural wiki and I don't know if I would have remembered these word for word but i i went with uh do you know what i smell on you deodorant
0: Little pee baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually was thinking as we were watching um, doing the Terry that my favorite moment of this episode is not a quote. It is immediately at the top of the episode um, when Dean shows up with food and he tosses a water bottle to Sam, who just completely misses it. <laughs> And that's like the first sign that Sam is out of it. <laughs> he just kind of like ducks the water bottle. The water. So I would like to just highlight that moment in in place of my quote of Sam not being able to catch something.
1: And I put it down, but I think it was a little bit of a little bit of stretching for a for a reference when uh, when uh, Charlie said Wilhelm scream out loud.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. They really lean hard into her being, like, nerd girl. Yeah. Yeah. And and the worst
2: part is, like, we know it's Felicia Day, right? Like, everybody knows, and everybody knows she's one of the biggest geeks and nerds on the planet. So maybe you could play against type, per se? Just a little. Just every so often.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's one more quote that can tie into some feedback because Simone has a very long summary-like entry of feedback that I will cherry-pick from, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> um, since you did... You know, it's funny. We did a, our own um, write-up for this episode. And we probably could have just used Simone's feedback to read from. She did a really good job. She did. But... Uh, One of the quotes that she included was what's up bitches. That's Charlie's greeting (laughs) to the brothers when she arrives at the bunker. And she says that Charlie effing loves the bunker, but not the men of letters because they're sexist. And, uh, she asks if the boys will be at the next moon door event. And Dean says that he's willing to go, (laughs) which is funny. I forgot about that. Um, Simone also says, Charlie thinks Castiel is dreamy. Why? How? Did the writers forget she exclusively likes girls? I don't know. Uh, Simone has also coined the amazing portmanteau name of Jennifer. (laughs) Jennifer the Gin, (laughs) which is amazing. (laughs) So, uh, Jennifer doesn't want to play and makes the says get assigned form punks and she's got a pretty bitching con going on that she doesn't want messed up and charlie says real life role play is hard charlie also hacked norad as a teenager bad girl um books versus internet i'm on the side of books do you guys remember what that's a reference to
1: i don't remember uh, oh uh, i think it's uh uh, the journal versus uh, her database. His dad's d- dad oh. journal versus the database that she was working.
2: Oh, you, that's right. Yeah. You're right. And Dean, you know, surprisingly, Dean wasn't that upset over that comment, even though that was like that's like his his holy grail.
0: Yeah, the journal. We get Charlie's backstory. Yay! It's so sad though, with the death and the mayhem and the loneliness. My manly friend's gonna come get you, you creepy power suit lady. Uh, punch me twice. <laughs> Sammy is happy to oblige and punch Dean, and it makes me laugh. Um, Pac-Man level two hundred fifty-six. What's the deal with that?
1: Okay, that is if you're playing Pac-Man, all of the screens all the way up through the levels are, are like some, you know, pretty much just semi-randomized and faster versions of, of previous screens. Mm-hmm. But there's a certain amount of data that that chip can hold, and the levels are all on the chip. So the uh, level 256 is the last level of the game, and it's a crash. It's, uh, what's the technical term for it? It's, it's a, it's a, basically, it's a screen where half the screen is filled up with gibberish, because it exceeds, it's, oh. it's, the, it's the end of the amount of levels that the game can possibly produce. And then inside, basically, if you get good enough at it inside all of that gobbledygook, the pellets are still all there and the power pills. But you have to know the ghost's behavior as well enough to go into where you can't see in the gobbledygook to actually get all those pellets and, and score a perfect game.
0: Oh, wow. So that's just like a super duper inside reference. It's
2: fairly it's a super <laughs>
0: that well, relates to the opening episode. About that, Did Back you know then? what two fifty six? Yeah.
3: I think that's just something of our generation. We just know that.
0: Yeah. Well, sure Simona and I. <laughs> <just> <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, Simona and I are aware. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know about that. <laughs>
3: we'll just educate
0: you yeah, youngsters here. <laughs> she goes on and says, Charlie's mom used to read her The Hobbit, and it's the reason why Charlie loves all the nerdy stuff.
1: Oh, and, and actually Fox Fox knows about Pac-Man 250, level 256, because in the uh, novel version of Ready Player One, the yeah, way that he gets his bonus quarter, his extra life, is by playing a perfect game of Pac-Man, including through playing through all those pellets on the, on the crash screen.
2: Yeah, how do you know that?
3: Gotta read the
1: book. I read it more than you. <laughs> I was the one who read it first.
3: And, and then, then Dad I... gave it to me as a present.
1: Because cause, uh, we were talking about movies that were coming up and that we were excited about, and she said she was excited about the movie, so I got her the book. I
0: didn't see the movie. Yeah, even though the movie was not the same, I didn't see it, but I heard a lot about it. Yeah.
1: The things they changed had to be changed. I mean, the like, like for example, playing a playing a perfect game of Pac Man is not going to be all that interesting on screen.
0: Yeah,
1: There's, <laughs> there were and then yeah, there were a lot of th- there were a lot of things in there that were just like, wow, that's really interesting and geek involved, but it's not going to look good
0: on screen. It's not going to translate. I mean, like, yeah. like,
1: oh hey, the 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 mountain on the school planet looks like the cover of this Dungeons and Dragons manual.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they kind of—they kind of given us a wide shot, but I guess we had more things to worry about. Um. Okay, Charlie feels responsible for her parents' death. Yeah, we didn't actually get into that in the summary, but basically, um, Charlie was at a sleepover and was freaked out and asked her parents to come pick her up. And on the way to picking up their daughter, they were. Involved in a big car accident So Charlie feels like If I wasn't scared Then you wouldn't have come out to get me And you would still be alive Um Charlie feels responsible And Dean understands Because he wants to tell Mary That he loves her one last time too Which Another sad deep cut there Um They hug Charlie has faith that Sammy will survive the trials, and Sam thinks she would make a hell of a woman of letters, which sounds like a cool idea to her, too. I love you, Charlie says, and Dean says, I know. Mm-hmm. Another nerd reference there. Mm-hmm. Deep cut. Not, yeah. Not deep at all, that's actually. Not, I was just gonna say, that's, that's barely skin deep. <laughs> um, and they hug. Charlie goes to read The Hobbit to her mom one last time before they pull the plug on her which is like ah! <laughs> a blunt way to put it but Super it's true. And then, Super sad.
1: And then Nutty responds to the dreamy comment about Castiel that Charlie said that she thought Castiel seemed kind of dreamy. And Nutty yeah. says I think Charlie's dreamy comment is more about the character than any physical attraction. Characters in a book are often much more compelling than real people and cross the boundaries of sexual attraction. Plus you know sexuality being a spectrum and all as for the old married couple that doesn't bother me so much since I lived with my sister as adults for over seven years just a few into it we had our patterns and we had the old married couple vibe down it comes from living with the person though I'm sure the writers meant it for something else because the writers don't get it
0: oh that was in reference to Simone saying that Sam and Dean act like an old married couple when they're quarreling at the crime scene
1: yes yes okay Yes. Uh, thank you for all of the wait, did Nutty give us feedback too? Uh, now that I'm now that I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, wait a second, was there something that Nutty said before that?
0: Um, nope. Oh wait. Yes. <laughs> ah, Nutty says, Charlie! Any episode with Charlie is a good episode. I love this one because we get her backstory and she really becomes a compelling character.
1: Yes, yes. I missed. It. I missed it because it was under the under the "click here for previous comments."
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thank you for always being reliable with giving us feedback. Yes, thank you, you, everyone,
1: for feedback.
0: Uh, Make sure to take Paul's survey. Yes,
1: go check out my survey. And now it's time to rate it.
0: To rate it, to rate it. Oh um I will give this um eight and a half Brill creamed hairstyles out of ten. <laughs> um <laughs> I thought that this was a good episode. It's kind of um it really keeps you on your toes because you know what the hell is going on. Like you know that it's called Pac-Man Fever. And then the opening shot is so dissonant to the concept of what you think Pac-Man fever is going to be. So you're like, wait, what? And the payoff, you know, you have to wait for it. It doesn't make as much sense as maybe it could, but I still think it's a really entertaining episode. We get some very valuable backstory to a beloved um, guest character. And, it still does kind of keep things going, so um, enjoyable. It's an, it was an enjoyable episode.
3: Yeah, I, I, mean, I didn't have anything against it. Um, maybe I'm not enough of a nerd to know all of that stuff, I guess. I don't know. It seemed. It, it, part of it was, was not accessible to me for some reason, but that's okay. It doesn't all have to be about me.
0: Though. Oh, like all the quips and yeah, stuff? Yeah, there
3: was a lot of it I didn't get. But that's okay. So, you know, but it was still enjoyable. Move the story along. Oh, everybody loves Charlie. So I'm going to give it uh, 7 out of 10 gin and tonics. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I thought... I, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I thought... I thought that it was. I thought it was kind of a cop out to go with uh, FPS for the uh, for the game to be trapped in, and be trapped in a video game. It was just too much of a like a real life ish situation. I like I, I like I the the trapped in a video game where you're where things are a little goofy. Yeah, and it was there was not enough goofy in this episode. I think uh, for my taste, for that kind of uh, especially with the Pac Man fever reference, it sounded it sounds like a much older. An older thing than just a modern shoot 'em up uh, first-person shooter game. So, but anyways, that's a that's sort of a minor criticism. I, there was a Charlie episode It's not automatically a ten for me. Um, I don't, you know, she was in it a lot, but I, I, I don't know for some reason it just didn't affect me as much as like the, the you know she she burst on the scene with an all tens episode and. Uh, but uh, I don't think this one quite gets there. I think I'll go with uh, eight and a half out of ten. Dream roots pulled out of who knows where.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Who indeed? Who indeed?
2: (sighs) Um, I would have to say honestly, like even though we do get Charlie's backstory and they flesh her out a lot more, they still fall on that. We've got a character played by Felicia Day, who's a super nerd, so we gotta make all these super nerd references, and that's okay, but again, you know all of these references are just one on top of the other, so I can't give it a super high rating. I would definitely have to say I would give it a seven uh out of ten maybe seven out of ten overly done nerd references. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The way I see it is that it's kind of, like, it, you're, you're all right that it is, like, very jumbled, but it's, it's the difference between, like, oh, someone's gonna hand you a bowl of Captain Crunch and Fruity Pebbles and Lucky Charms or All-Bran. Like, I would rather have the weird sugar cereal mix than (laughs) All-Bran, you know, (laughs) like... It's not it's not ideal, but it's better than something super boring and dry. I'd, so that's I mean that's until Wolf or Brimley
2: knocks on your door.
1: I'd be <laughs> curious to know, and perhaps Simone can tell us the answer because I'm not going to look it up right now. But in terms of Charlie episodes, I know that they like you know they had a had a first a first episode you know knock it out of the park for us all, and even the even the um, the live action role play one was pretty uh, pretty high up there for us. Are, are all of these episodes written by different people because i have a feeling that if it if it's true that it was all different people then the first episode was written and it set a standard and then the larp people the larp the larp uh, writer was able to to continue with that and kind of build on it whereas this one i think this they were trying too hard
0: That's a good question.
1: And if they were all written by the same person then they're just running out of ideas and trying too hard. <laughs>
0: I'll have to look that up. Yeah, I'll have to look that it's probably,
1: up. It's probably, it's probably a little bit too involved to go into right right on the spot here, but. Uh,
0: yeah, I, it's there's, it's not laid out in front of me, but it's it's easy enough to figure out. We will let you know next time, yes.
1: folks. Yes, if we remember to. And Simone, if you figure it out, you can put it in the feedback, and we'll be more likely to remember to.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that the challenge of uh, Dean driving from <laughs> yeah. Missouri to Maine yes. and how much money he spent on gas is still an open challenge for anyone to answer, That's right. so keep that in mind. Maybe that episode isn't released yet, but <laughs> <laughs> <I forget>. <laughs> <laughs> we are still eagerly awaiting that figure.
5: Hey, y'all, this is Yvette, and I am leaving feedback for Pac-Man Fever. Um, uh, it was fine. Charlie was in it, and I'm always glad to see her. But I really I don't care about her relationship with her mom. I know. It was supposed to be this big emotional thing. I didn't really have any feelings about it at all. Uh, I also... You know, we've talked about this before, but I'm just so conditioned to brain to binge washing everything. My brain just like just watching one episode. I don't know. Stuff probably happened. I don't remember it. It was two weeks ago. It's an awful thing to admit to, but yeah, I didn't care about the emotional beats of this episode. But that's I shouldn't judge it unfairly, so I'm sure it was fine. Seven out of ten, whatever. Um homework for next time. Right, hang
1: on, we got to thank. Oh. got to thank Jason for pinch hitting for us here. Yay. coming in. That's
2: yeah, Okay.
0: So I don't much, know
1: the order or
2: anything.
1: Jason, would you like to plug anything uh for as a reward for jumping in at the last minute for us?
2: Mm, actually, yeah. Um not my normal podcast, but you guys can check me and Hugh O'Donnell and Jared Skinner and um and Spence uh, on Nostalgia Pilots it is a intro cast um, for reviewing Gundam Wing uh, JRD had never watched the show and neither had Spence and so we are going through it episode by episode and boy howdy there's a 1990's mech anime show uh, really reek of the 90's
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine
1: yeah alright well thank you so much for, for, uh, for joining us like we
2: said
0: Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to, like, rush you
2: off of this. No, 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 no. uh, Hey, anytime. I am literally, you messaged me and I was laying on my couch with my cat listening to everything wrong with this uh, YouTube videos. (laughs) Such an exciting life.
1: All right, Bianca, what is our homework for next week?
0: Okay, our homework for next time is Cluster F. Eight twenty one, the Great Escapist, and eight twenty two, clip show.
1: Well, let's see. The Great Escapist sounds like um... a
0: train movie. What isn't
3: that a train movie? The great, great No, it's
1: a it's a um, prisoner war movie. Oh, I Yeah, it's a POW movie so maybe something involved with uh, with POWs is another flashback to... Oh, I don't know. I don't know.
3: I don't know if we could do two of those in a row.
1: We're ready for another World War II feat, uh, flashback? I
3: don't know. I don't know.
1: Uh, and then the Clip Show, uh, do I dare say that it sounds like it could be a... Hey, do you remember that time when we faced that... Uh, that uh...
3: Oh, please don't do that.
1: <laughs> no?
3: That, that bad 80s <laughs>
1: Yeah, maybe they'll make it like in a camp, a campy way.
3: Ugh. They do that on Family Ties. A
1: campy, a campy clip show bottle episode.
3: And they did that on all those shows. It was lame. I always remember thinking, like, you can't make up something new, so you had to do this.
1: You remember when we faced that gin that was based on Fear? Yeah, that was last week. <laughs>
3: <laughs> of course, I remember it. Uh, yeah. I remember when we jumped the shark. Do you
0: remember that? Well, the finale of this episode I mean finale of this episode, God. Finale of this season is eight twenty three. Wow. So, so we got a
1: cluster, yeah. and a finale.
0: Hmm. We got a cluster and uh there's a finale Nubentary and then the finale self. So, we are super close to finishing season eight. season eight. All right. So, you know, there is also, like, a, a clue for you as what you might expect. Think of all of the things that are still loose ends as of right now. Yeah, there's still, a, uh, still
1: an angel tablet. Uh, an angel with an angel tablet wise. out there. There's still, uh, there's still a, a prophet in the wind somewhere. And he hid a part of a tablet somewhere that's not that's not known to the the boys. And uh, yep. probably may or may not have access to Kevin at this point. Now that Kevin, you know, ran away from that ship.
0: Who knows? Yeah. So, the great escapist and clip show. Hmm.
1: Okay. Well, uh, I think that'll wrap it up for tonight. Uh, So, uh, we'll just say uh, happy hunting.
3: Bye. Iris,
1: Iris, say happy hunting.
3: Iris, say
0: happy
1: hunting. Uh, Happy hunting. Well
0: done.
4: (laughs) You've been listening to Idiotcast from quadruplez.com. Join the discussion at facebook.com slash We would love to hear from you. You can email us or send in an MP3 voice message. Please use the episode title as your subject line to help protect our newbies from spoilers. Our email address is idgitcastpodcast at gmail.com. The opening theme for IdgitCast is by Borrowed Trouble. You can find the band at borrowedtrouble.com. The lyrics and vocals are by IdgitCast founder Allie Jones, who you can learn all about by visiting imthewonderband.com. The closing music you are listening to Even As I Speak is Too Good, written and performed by Jack Mangan, and is used by his generous permission. You can find other music, writings, and discussions by Jack, as well as archives of his own deadpan podcast at jackmangan.com. You may wish to know more about the hosts of this show. Yvette can be heard as one of the hosts of Investigating Mars, a completed introcast about the TV series Veronica Mars, also available from quadruplez.com. And now, Yvette will tell you all about select movies from the Lifetime Network. Find out before you watch what movies have all the best people, who are the worst, who is killing who, and most of all, what, if anything, makes sense. Yvette presents this trove of information at MoviesOfOurLifetime.com. Annie works as Global Coordinator for Can't Stop the Serenity, a worldwide series of screenings of Joss Whedon's Serenity benefiting Equality Now. For more information on Can't Stop the Serenity, including event listings and how to host your own event, visit can'tstoptheserenity.com. Bianca doesn't currently have projects available for you to find online, but all of us at IJCast encourage you to have a visit to your local public library. Darcy and I can also be heard on the Ghostlight Podcast, a completed intro cast for the television series Slings and Arrows. Slings and Arrows is on the Encore Plus YouTube channel, and you can hear our thoughts on the series on the Ghostlight Podcast at quadruplez.com.
3: You're gonna make a special dish for me called x marks the spot mm-hmm. it's ice
0: cream oh it's a cookie and a, ch- and a chocolate syrup x which is, if you, dig the ice you cream. have to dig for the ice, dig oh, through the ice cream oh that's to really get to clever iris wow that is cute
3: i don't know why
5: you're so smart you didn't get it from me Aww. <laughs>